Here we are, Zen Parenting Radio. My name is Todd Adams. And this is Kathy Adams. And we're so glad to have you back. Today, we are going to be talking about sweetness. Which means we'll be talking about Walter Walter Payton. Payton. Um, For those of you who don't know, um, Walter Payton was uh, in an... uh, There's a new book that's out. Mm Mm-hmm called sweetness is it called sweetness yeah and something like the life so i was traveling last week and i picked up a sports illustrated that i'm holding in my hand here here. and it says walter payton the hero no one knew and what's what's the edition it's the um where's the date i don't know oh where's the date doesn't matter who cares oh there it is october 3rd so that's the sports illustrated october 3rd. so um i I listen to sports radio and they talked a lot about how uh this uh, book says a lot of things that aren't really that good about walter right and what did you say to me you handed me the magazine i read the i read the magazine on the airplane because i went to new york last week and i read it and i was very interested and uh when i handed it to you i said it's sad you just said it's sad and i said what and i was actually busy at the moment and i didn't want to tell you why it was sad i wanted you to experience it for yourself but basically it just talks about how walter was a human being and me as a kid growing up in chicago walter was not a human being he was a superhero who ne- never had any flaws and was the best runner of all time and was my hero above and beyond any other sports figure ever. And the cool thing about Walter Payton is because you've told me forever that he's been that he's your favorite and you're not the only one. Every you know, even people who don't know a lot about football think of him as their favorite. Right. And he is not just your favorite because he played well. He's your favorite because... He was not necessarily the fastest guy. He was not necessarily the biggest guy. But yet he ran behind an offensive line that was not really good most of his career. And yet he still managed to scrape and claw and and give 100% of his ability to the game. And he ended up being one of the best of all time. And you know what I like to call that or what you call it a lot too in What's sports that? is playing with heart. He played with his heart. Yeah. And, um, you know, even you do a blog. We're going to talk about your blog in a yeah, second. Yeah, it just came out today, actually. And um, we, uh, in it, you asked me about why was Walter so good. He enjoyed blocking for his quarterback as much as he enjoyed scoring touchdowns. And So he, he wasn't infatuated with being the best and being the one who got the, all the attention. Exactly, exactly. But within the article, it, you know, I don't know how specific we want to get, but Walter had some serious issues, especially after football. Allegedly. And I'm saying that not because I right. don't believe the article as a whole, but what I write in the blog is let's just say one of those things that are said in the book and in the magazine that we didn't know before are true. Mm-hmm. Then we know that Walter struggled, but we also don't know that every single story he dug up is true. Correct. So allegedly he he suffered from depression. Depression, serious depression, had suicidal thoughts. Suicidal thoughts. Um, it just didn't... Use drugs. Yeah. It, it, it just didn't paint... Uh, the picture that I had of as Walter kid, as right. a kid, right. and it, it brought him down to, um, it brought him down a lot of notches on my pedestal. But did it? That's well, what I want to talk about. Like well, when I read it, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is my hero, and now here he is having suicidal thoughts and having extramarital stuff. Now, supposedly they were separated when he started doing this extramarital stuff. And see, that's the thing that, that's what I mean about stories is we're reading words. We're not watching someone's life story like a movie. We're reading words and it says he had a girlfriend and this was going on and, you know, they were separated. They may have had an agreement. They may have known that they they didn't want a divorce for whatever reason, but that they were free to have other relationships. And who are we to judge those kind of decisions? I could be way wrong, but I struggle when I 
read articles like this or when I, you know, I don't even, are you interested that I don't get people and us and everything anymore like I I'm used to? I'm very grateful because it's garbage. Well, and part of the reason I can't do it anymore is I struggled with every article because I'd read it and be like, this is this true? Mm -hmm. And so I don't want to read a bunch of crap that is like, am I, I'm questioning whether it's true and people are watching one person's... One perspective. One perspective or having them say one thing and then assuming right. a whole lifetime of things. And we don't, and again... We, it, li we live in a soundbite world now. We do. And that's the thing about this article mm -hmm. is that um, the interesting thing is, is my mom told me this weekend that she has this book and that it's really good and that the first, she's only in the first part of it, but that it paints this beautiful picture of this man who, like you said, had such heart and gave so much and was so surrounded by people who took care of him. And so we know what's going to happen. Right. Football ends. Right. And then this, the people who surround you, who took care of you, are really no longer there. Right. So what I write in the blog, which again, we'll kind of discuss through this whole thing, and it's at um, chicagoparent.com, the self-aware parent. And um, again, it's about Walter Payton. And you know what I write about is anybody... If you're a CEO or a teacher or um, whatever job you're in, when it all stops, when it all comes to an end, you kind of lose yourself. Right. That's what happened to me when I became a parent. Right. You yeah, know, you lost I lost myself. You were somebody who worked at a hospital and then you were thrust into this new vocation that you were excited for, but really didn't know what was ahead. I didn't know what it was. And the thing is, is I wasn't just in a vocation of, I had worked my whole life been um, gone to graduate school, gone to school, um, climbed the ladder, finally had what I wanted, you know, being a clinical therapist or what I thought I wanted. And then I'm like, oh, okay, I think I'll stay home. And then I was like lost because I didn't have that ladder anymore. Right. I didn't know what it meant. I didn't know who I was. And so I guess I have a lot of empathy and I think most of us do. I have, I believe society is more compassionate toward Walter Payton than sports commentators are, right. you know, alluding. But, um, I have a lot of compassion for his challenges. Well, and, you know, after I was able to think about the article a little bit more, I, I think I really do have more compassion for Walter. And I, it's not, you know, the term that you used in your blog is tainted. Like his reputation is tainted. People are saying it's right. tainted. No, I right. know. I'm not oh, saying okay. these are your words. I'm saying these are what people are saying. And I think I'm getting a better realization for people and that everybody is human and everybody has a dark side and everybody has a shadow and I think I love him even more now Beautiful. that uh, I know that he was a human being and he wasn't a superhero. So, Can you, in your words, and I don't want to put you on the spot here, but I kind of um, describe what the shadow is so people know. Um, the shadow is, I think, any negative thought you have in your mind um, or any maybe skeleton in your closet. Yeah. Secrets. Um, and, and we try to pretend that we don't have these or they don't exist and it ends up kind of eating you from the inside out. So it's better to embrace your whole self, your good self, as well as your bad self. Because if you pretend that you're only good, one, you're lying to yourself. Right. And just know that it's okay to have these, you know, whatever they are. Negative thoughts, Sad thoughts, challenges. negative thoughts, challenges, bad decisions. We all make mistakes. Mm -hmm. Um so yeah, you just need to embrace your whole self if you want to grow. And if you're always pretending to be somebody that you're really not because the human experience is, is with bliss and happiness and suffering and pain and it's the whole enchilada. whole enchilada. So yeah, and you know, one of the things I talked about in this is I drew a correlation between my admiration for Walter Payton and us as parents, I think as our kids think of us as these um, perfect beings. Perfect beings. And I, I know a lot of people are probably laughing right now because they 
might think that um, you know their kids don't even like them, much less think they're superheroes. But there is a, a, a time when your kids are young where you are their world, and I think it's important for us as parents to show our flaws as well as all the great advice that we give to our kids. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason I was so, uh, you know, I encouraged you in how to write this blog. I mean, you did it, but I gave you some ideas. It is um, just, it's important that your kids know that you're not perfect because that will give them the strength to take risks and be brave in situations. And when they fail, they get up off the floor and they do it again. They do it again. Do it, did you choke? There? Yeah, I choked. I choked. Are you, I'm choking are you choked up? I'm choking myself up here <laughs> because you're talking so deep. That's right. So parents can actually be human, is what you're saying, right? And so parents can actually show their emotions. Um, they can apologize when it's necessary. They can actually own up to their own issues. And that doesn't mean that you allow your children to be in charge. It doesn't mean that you aren't in, in charge or of your family, not in control of your family, but it doesn't mean that you are still not the adult in the family. It just means that you're demonstrating how to be human and how to own what is yours and how to um, when you make a mistake to say, Hey, I made a mistake and to, um, demonstrate how to apologize. What we're actually at some point, we're going to talk about forcing apologies because right. we watch parents do that all the time. You know, say you're sorry, make sure you say you're sorry. And we don't ever apologize to our kids, mm -hmm. but we, ex or some people do, but we expect our kids to apologize for everything they do. Right. And we pretend that we're perfect. I am sorry. Are three underutilized words as parents. I am sorry. Yeah, and that doesn't mean you're sorry that you um, gave a consequence if your child does, did something wrong. That's not what you're sorry for. You're sorry if you wake up in the morning in a bad mood and you take it out on your kids. Mm -hmm. That's what you're sorry for. Right. Or if you yell at them or call them something disrespectful because you're in a bad place. That's what you're sorry for. Well, and, you know, I've talked about homework on the show and I get frustrated at JC. Or I get frustrated at myself. I shouldn't say I get yeah, frustrated you don't get at JC. Frustrated. And I would say... JC, you know what? Yesterday when we tried to do homework, I am so sorry because I got frustrated really quick and I took it out on you and you didn't deserve that and I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, that might be very easy language for certain parents and might sound really foreign to other parents. And for the ones that it sounds foreign to, try it out because it will... Release be, you. Yeah. Yeah, because you're not supposed to be perfect. No, and you, it releases you from feeling the need that you... Because that's the other thing parents do is they'll do something wrong and then they rationalize why a kid made them do that. Right. Well, I wouldn't have yelled at you if you had done blah, blah, blah. Or you, I wouldn't have gotten frustrated if you would have blah, blah, blah. And so we have a lot of rationalizing about why it's our kid's fault. We do that with our partners and our friends too. Yeah. You know, if they hadn't been late, then I wouldn't have been in a bad mood. Right. Well, why don't you just not be in a bad mood? Right. And maybe let them know with your... You know, say, I wish you weren't late and I wish that, you know, it wasn't that way. But then own up to your own feelings instead of blaming other people. Feel your feelings. Feel your feelings. So, again, going back to what you said, um, this is important because we, you know, like you hold up Walter mm -hmm. and like a lot of people do. And I think you still should. And um, I do. And, and I, I fully embrace his complete humanity. It's just weird because, like, you know, I have we've talked about vision boards on this show before. And I have a vision board where I have people up there that I respect and kind of centers me and puts me in kind of emulate. a place, mm -hmm. emulate spirituality, all that stuff. And I had Martin Luther King up there because of, you know, the message that, he, you know, the difference he's made in this world. And then I watched a Bill Curtis documentary and it talked about how he had extramarital, uh, extramarital affairs. Yeah. And, and I'm like, no way. Right. I said, why, why, why? 
And this is the exact same scenario. He was a human being that had plenty of flaws. Nobody is perfect. Nobody is perfect. And, and in a way, and I think I, that's... And it's, I, I wish he was perfect. Or I used to wish he was perfect. Now I can see the full spectrum of who people are. Well, there's a bunch of things. Number one, there's no such thing as perfect. Number two, why do we hold people up and expect them to be perfect so then we can like them? Why do we do that? Why do why I, why I can't think, we just like people for the for their full selves? Well, and I'm gonna kinda stumble on this, but okay. I think we do that to protect ourselves. Does that make sense? Like we do it to not like if we can hold somebody up then it makes it okay that i'm not perfect like i don't know there's well, i feel like there's some human there is i think there's kind of that piece where they we are holding them to a higher expectation than we do ourselves right. and when they fail mm -hmm. in quote unquote whatever that means mm -hmm. that we get angry at them because they are supposed to uphold that for us right. and you know how dare we ask people to do that now that doesn't mean that I condone extramarital affairs, doing drugs, or any of those choices. Mm. It's just we've all been in situations where we haven't maybe made the best choice. Right. And if, if somebody did a movie of my life mm -hmm. and wrote down everything I've said mm -hmm. and everything I've done and the choices I've made, it probably wouldn't be a beautiful picture. Right. Okay. And even though I feel I've lived a beautiful life, right. but if you take every detail of mm -hmm. my life, of course there's things in there that everyone's going to jump on and say this and that. And we're so judgmental. Mm -hmm. Can you tell I'm getting all riled up about I this? I can. I can. I think the judgment... If we can be less judgmental of other people and be more accepting, it means we're more accepting of ourselves. Exactly. So if we can love ourselves more, again, I was just telling Todd about how I don't like it when people say, well, I don't mean to sing Kumbaya or be Pollyanna-ish. And I just said to Todd, why can't we sing Kumbaya? Well, and I asked, I said, what is Kumbaya? Kumbaya? When somebody says that, what does that mean? And it's like, oh, everything is good. Like you see the world with rose-colored right. glasses. And I don't know, I'm, you know, we are two relatively positive people. And what is the big deal about seeing the world through rose colored right. glasses? What's the big, like, why is that? I was just telling him that I love this new Goldie Hawn book, uh, 10 Mindful Minutes. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, that's our parenting resource of the week. Oh, am I blowing the parenting no, resource no, of the week? No, no, you got to work well, it in. Well, it's excellent. And I really highly recommend it for anyone who's interested in mindfulness or being more aware and helping their children be more aware. Um, but she actually has a sentence where she says, I don't mean to, you know, sit around and sing Kumbaya. And then I was listening to the radio this morning and Gail King said the same thing. And I was like, people, let's sing Kumbaya. Everybody, let's Let's sing Kumbaya. Kumbaya. I don't know the next Kumbaya. line. Kumbaya. I think you just sing Kumbaya. Just Kumbaya. But why not? Why can't we? And it's not about avoiding. And the same people who get mad at you for saying that are the same people who watch the 10 o'clock news and see everybody's houses get burned get on, down right. and everything else. And the thing is, is those things happen. I'm not in denial of it. But my hatred and anger won't solve it. You know what will help it? Singing Kumbaya. <laughs> How's that for a quote? I, I like that. You got to put that in your next book. Okay, because if we bring love mm -hmm. to something that is hatred or anger or yucky, mm -hmm. it can transform. Mm -hmm. And I know I'm speaking generally. Let's talk about something specific. Like a child who is acting out and hurting and having issues. If we come after that child with anger, you don't want to know what's going to happen? Mm -hmm. The anger is going to explode more. Right. If we come after that child, not even come after, but if we treat that child with compassion, understanding, listen to them, validate them, 
give them consequences right. because that that doesn't that, mean they get off the hook. That doesn't mean they get off the hook. They still have to. They have consequences. You you hit someone that's not okay. You right. know, you have a timeout or you lose a privilege. But if we come after them with understanding and not the belief system that they're supposed to be perfect and never hit, mm-hmm. then it's love, mm-hmm. and then we can transform that behavior. So, well, I like it when people say, "I don't mean to sing kumbaya," but really, what they're saying is, "Let's I'm, sing let's kumbaya." Sing kumbaya. <laughs> and the one thing that gets me mad—it's funny—we talked about how I want more guys to listen in and all that. So this is for the guys. One phrase I can't stand that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Oh, great! But in football analysis, a lot of times they'll say the Bears really beat the Lions really good. They just punched them in the mouth, and it's it's a football phrase, and it drives me nuts because. They're not punching them in the mouth. No. They're blocking better and they're tackling better and they're running faster. But for some reason, somebody said it like 10 years ago and they keep saying it like when one team dominates another team that they got smacked in the mouth. But that's what guys do. They punch each other. But we don't punch, punch each other punch, in the punch, mouth. Punch, punch. We don't punch each other in the mouth. Well, it's I know, just a but stupid isn't phrase. Isn't that like a guy stereotype? I'm not saying you do it or that even guys I know are punching each other, mm-hmm. but isn't it a stereotype of men? Oh, yeah, for fighting? sure. But I don't know. Come up with something other than smack them in the mouth. We'll come up with something right now. Um, run better, run faster, tackle better. Did Try better? That. Did better. Do Br- better. Brought love to the game? You bring love to the game. Played with heart? Play with your heart. There you go. Yeah. You well, need to be a sports commentator. We talked about this the other day. Someday. Someday. I, I think you'd be really good at it. That's right. And you'd make it funny and positive and I everything. Think I will work on that tomorrow. Okay, good. Okay. So, um, so what's next? I don't know. What is next? Well, I'm still not quite done with this article because I think that there what was... What else did you talk about in your article? Well... First of all, did I already say where it was? Uh, it's in Chicago Parent Magazine. Or yes. No, on the Chicago Parent blog. Yeah, it's not in the magazine. It's on the blog, The Self-Aware Parent. And I want you to read it. I'm really kind of pushing it because it's not really just about Walter Payton. Mm-hmm. It's about looking at ourselves and like being gentle with ourselves instead of expecting us to know what we're doing all of the time and be con. Well, actually, I would like us to all be conscious of what we're doing, but that when we're not, that we can forgive ourselves well and what i say is sometimes like we hold up these sports heroes in this high regard and we hold ourselves up to this this out of unreachable standard unreachable standard and then when we don't meet that standard we beat ourselves up exactly or we don't we say we either beat ourselves up yes or we say i can never reach that standard so i don't have responsibility for my life right well don't you understand that i I can't be that good, so I'm just going to stay doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Like one of the things that I talk about um, is that we don't reach our dreams or we don't reach for our dreams because we are unwilling to fail. Right. We are, And the thing about the word fail is it just means this time it didn't work exactly the way you envisioned it, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that it was wrong. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I know this gets cheesy people use this all the time but like thomas edison he made however many abraham lincoln he lost his first seven elections right and does that mean that he didn't learn from it does that mean he didn't grow or make new contacts steve jobs steve jobs he got fired from apple did he really he did he got fired from apple i just i just relearned this history but he started this company called apple and then really yeah so steve jobs (laughs) you know this apple what's that all about and then he hired somebody to kind of be chairman of the board, and they had this similar vision. And then they their visions kind of parted in two different directions, and the board sided with this other guy, and that was Steve Jobs. Wow! So they let Steve Jobs go. Wow! And then he started Pixar, and then Apple ended up buying a few new companies that 
um, Steve Jobs started. So then they asked him back, and then he made the iPad and the iPhone and everything else. Wow! Thank goodness. So, yeah, right? he he started this multi-billion-dollar company, got fired from it, right? And then he says it's the best thing that ever happened to him. Oh, for sure. And that's the thing, everybody. Like we're we're you're getting protect- all riled up. I, I love it. I am because we're trying to protect ourselves from pain. And sometimes when things happen, and it, and it may indeed be painful, it shoots us in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Like if you believe that the universe is conspiring to help you, which I do, not everyone believes that, I guess. But if you believe that things are helping you get on the right path, then you can trust a little more. Right. And I'm not saying I trust every second of the day. I, I have doubts sometimes where I'm like, what is this? But usually in hindsight, like I was just telling Todd about something that I realized that happened two years ago, and mm-hmm. now I understand. Right. You know, and we can all do that. We can look back in our lives and be like, oh, now I understand. Well, and when I hear something like that, people are like, well, does that mean I don't lock my door at night because no. the universe? No, you still do. You're still in this world. Right. But you don't, um, you're not acting from a place of fear or worry. You act from a place of love and knowing that things will work out to help you. And it's balance. You know, it's like what, you know, Casey Kasem used to say, you know, keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. Do you remember when he used to say that? Um, on the top, American the top, top 40. 40? Yeah. Point taken is I don't think that's his quote, mm-hmm. but he used it. And basically what that means is you are of this earth. You need to be grounded. You need to lock your doors. Mm-hmm. You need to be smart. You need to take care of your kids. You, you know, there are things about being at work, right. you know, there are things about being a responsible human being on this earth, but reaching for the stars is like believing in the unseen, whatever that means for you, right. understanding that the universe is conspiring to help you and that um, you are being, you know, taken care of in whatever way that is, because this could get into a talk where, you know, a lot of people have different belief systems. Right. And so it's not about you have to believe a certain way. It's just faith, mm-hmm. you know, faith that things will work out. Mm-hmm. And faith just means believing in things you can't see. Right. You know, we don't know everything in our head. Like not everything comes from our brain. Todd Mansfield from Parenting Unplugged would disagree with that. I he know. thinks everything comes from yeah, the brain. Yeah, we got to have a debate. We have, a, have to have a Parenting Unplugged Zen, Zen parenting, parenting radio debate. debate, and it'll be me, you, and Laura against Todd. And then we'll punch him in the mouth. That's right, and we'll smack him in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I don't think so. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. But anyway, the um. That's my point. Um, Parenting Unplugged, there's a few new shows that is that you're really excited for, too. Yes. We should give them a shout-out. Yeah, uh, Laura Mansfield is doing a new show called Being in Light, which mm-hmm. is really cool. And you said it may just be once a month? Yeah, I don't think they know exactly how often it is, but it's just all this really, I don't know, Laura's a special person, and she's doing the show. So. And then there's another show called Raw Faith, mm-hmm. which is about, I think, um, spirituality, mm-hmm. and just the, I, I don't know enough about the woman to really plug it, right. um, but I was reading about it. And then there's another show, Focusing on um, uh, uh, East, like alternative medicine, medicines, but mixing it with Western medicine. Right. So it's not about, again. This is balance about the feet on the ground, reaching for the stars. You don't take one and disregard the other. Right. Western medicine is fantastic, right? Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean you don't bring in other philosophies to help heal you. I actually. Um, you and I were talking about this, and I said it doesn't make sense to me when people don't do that. Right. Why wouldn't you use every healing methodology at your disposal mm-hmm. to heal yourself or your children? Why would you say, nope, only this, not that? Well, and one thing that they said in it is that Chinese medicine or Eastern philosophy medicine has been around for many, many thousands of years longer than Western, than medicine. Western medicine. And, you know, it's not like they're just, you know, it's all, you know, 
kind of crazy stuff, the, the reason it stuck around is because it works. Well, and let's just talk about things like, you know how I talk about oils on the show all the time? Right. Well, let's just talk about what an oil is. An oil is taken from a plant, right? Uh -huh, right. Any kind of oil, you know, cypress is taken from a cypress tree and right. basil, you know. All these fantastic, good-smelling oils. Well, this is what medicines are made out of. Right. But what medicine now has become is, is sometimes, sometimes it's pure, but it's more synthetic yeah, and it's chemically cre created. Create it in the lab. So an oil is just simply a medicine mm -hmm. straight from the plant. Right. And so people say, that's crazy. You know, mm -hmm. that doesn't work. And it's like, wait, wait, this is the basic purest right. form. Why do we think that a little white pill has magic in it, yet we won't <laughs> think a piece of tree that you put on your body, you yes. know, the oil from a leaf of a tree that you put it that you put on your body isn't helpful also. And this actually goes back to the universal thing that everything we need is actually right here for us somewhere. Yeah. It's educating ourselves or trusting our heart enough to to know what where those things are and being open to it because right. a lot of times we're so close-minded about it. I was close-minded to to the chiropractor. Right. And then, you know, you walked in and you couldn't you, you couldn't walk because you had a hip problem. It wasn't a hip. It was lower back. Lower back. Mm -hmm. And um, you went to your chiropractor, a new chiropractor, Tree of Life, Dr. Kelly, mm -hmm. and she fixed you. And I've been going for... Well, can I say that a little differently? <laughs> sure. Okay. She, it was a co-creation. She is my doctor and she helped me, mm -hmm. helped my body to heal. And mm -hmm. the reason I'm saying this is I know Dr. Kelly would say it this way. Right. She allowed, got me in the right alignment so my body could heal. And that's what chiropractic is. Isn't that what I said? You said she fixed you. <laughs> <laughs> and now she's fixing me. I Because that's what people do with doctors mm -hmm. is they'll say he fixed me or she fixed me. And, and I actually do the work. Yeah, and we do the work. Okay. She, well, with her help, um, I'm, I'm getting old and I play a lot of basketball. You? You're almost and 40. I got a shoulder that's kind of out of whack. I got a TMJ in my jaw. I got you, a foot thing. You grind your teeth at night, yes. FYI. Um, so I have all these kind of issues. And since I've been going to this chiropractor, I've been feeling much, much better. Yeah. So anyways, we're going to get Well, and sometimes you don't even know. You'll like look back and you'll be like, wow, I just have more energy. There's so much more to chiropractic than just. And that's the thing is people, whenever I suggest chiropractic, people say, well, I don't have a back problem. Mm -hmm. And there's so much more right. than just... And I'm just scraping the surface. I'm just learning about chiropractic stuff. Right. But you've been going your whole life. Yeah. And that's a big gift from my parents was that even when I was a little girl, like I remember, I think the first time I went, I was four or five. And that was just a part of our tool chest mm -hmm. as far as staying healthy as I went once a month, sometimes more. And that just kept me in good shape. We should give uh, her a free plug. Tree of Life Chiropractic Center, Elmhurst, Illinois. Dr. Kelly. Dr. Kelly. Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Yeah, but. neither do I. We're, we should probably figure that out. Dr. Kelly. I know. So anyway. Um, so we're rounding out uh, towards the end of the show. So um, what, what else do we want to um, throw in here? Well, a few things. I want to talk about, you said something about um, how we're trying to get more guys to listen more to this dudes, show. More dudes. More dudes. And we, really, I mean, I think our percentages is like 68 to 70% female mm -hmm. and 25% male, which is not bad, mm -hmm. but it'd be really nice if this could be something that um, moms and dads could talk about together. Absolutely. And they don't have to listen at the same time, but right. we, it, I think it opens up some nice discussions. So just throw it out there, women. Uh, throw it out to your husbands. and Without nagging. If, without No nagging, because if you nag, forget about forget, it. They won't listen. I'm not a big fan of the old nagging thing. And then on that note, Todd and I do presentations together. We where do. we actually, usually I do. I go out and I talk to groups of women or groups of moms. Because the guys think they're tough and they think they know it all. It, exactly. And the moms and are women strong enough moms <laughs> to be open-minded to, open to know that they don't know it all. 
And so we have discussions because I don't know it all either, but I feel like I one do. skill <laughs> one skill I do have is I know how to open up a discussion and at least start that communication and I can offer what I know professionally and personally and, you know, the things I write about and it just, I think it does, it, it we always feel really good at the end. Right. Like we all picked something up. And so you and I have done this for couples and it's been really effective and created really amazing connections and really amazing um, discussions. So if you are in the Chicagoland area and you have a group of uh, some couple friends that mm -hmm. live close by, like your neighborhood or whatever, invite them over, invite us over and, um, girls night in. I don't like girls night in What's discussion groups, discussion groups or girls night discussion group in. Yeah. Well, it's not that I don't like girls night in, but I, it doesn't give the right, you know, I put on my newsletter book club, schmook club. club. I saw that. So instead of having a boring old book club, have a book club with you talking to them about what's going on. We're you know good. what? We're, but we're not because we really, we, no, we're good. I oh, got it. So okay. we got, we got about 90 seconds. Okay. Left. So I want to talk about, um, Poofin. Um, okay. 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 So Poofin. Give me a little time to talk about Abbott. I will. Um, Poofin is this amazing plush toy that is a, is a, it's a star and you can put charms inside of it. And we want to really reach out to the grandparents out there. Okay. If you want a toy for your grandchild, get them a Poofin. It is not, it is so awesome because you can fill it with things that remind you of, you know, remind you of your child. Mm. And then your child can choose things to put into it. And you can do one of two things. You can give it to them and they can keep it at home or keep it at your house. So mm. when they visit, it's something they always have. And you, it can be used as a discussion tool. They pull the charms out and tell you about why they like these things. So parents tell your parents to buy this. Grandparents who are listening, Buy this. Go to poofin.com, and there's actually a new uh, code right now. It's just BOO. Mm -hmm. The coupon code is BOO, B-O-O, -O, and you get 10% off. 10% off. Avid Company, they um, are building a second floor on our house, and they are ahead of schedule. And when I tell they people rock. that, they laugh because they've never heard of a contractor being ahead of schedule. So um, Avid Company, 630-956-1800. They do painting, remodeling all over the Chicagoland area. Avidco.net. If you want to support us. Please support our sponsors because that's really what makes this show happen. Sure so, does. Um, so this is Todd. I don't think we have time for a movie line, so we will postpone it until next uh, time. Well, maybe we'll put something on our Facebook page. So okay. go to our Facebook page, Zen Parenting Radio. So this is Todd Adams saying goodbye. And this is Kathy Adams. Have a good one. Bye-bye.